Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Before and After podcast. Today we have a special surprise, as we do not have one, but two guests with us. We have Tucker and Axa, both repeaters. They did not get fired after repeaters? their first time. Wait, repeaters? Wait, repeaters. Let's go. Oh, repeaters. repeaters. Repeats. Repeats. <laughs> repeats. Repeats. Okay, I was like, we're... <laughs> I was like, are you naming us Peter yeah, now? No. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like first Peter, Glad we all Peter. heard that. We all heard okay. Peters. Okay. Re- we have to repeat a grade. <laughs> repeats, not repeaters. Because yeah, they've the been here before, and now they're here again. <laughs> So, yes, today we wanted to kind of have like a roundtable discussion about singleness and marriage and just being content in Jesus. So um, we'll start off with like what I don't know. What's a great first question? Mm, Well, I kind of want to. Well, sorry, I don't want to butt in. Go for it. I remember when we first talked about like doing a podcast on singleness, I was like, can we call it something else? Because I said, well, I, I guess my thought was like contentment in God alone, because I feel like the term single kind of has a connotation that we are lacking something, you know, like it's not like complete. And I, I guess like a better word I'm thinking of is like independent or dependent on God alone. But like, I just think you don't hear about like partiality of Christ. It's like fullness of Christ's love, like fullness of his joy. And so I think a lot of people kind of live in this stage of like, well, like I'm lacking something. So like, I'm going to wait for that. And like, yes, like I'll have God, but I'll, you know, I'm still waiting for it, which like, yes, wait on the Lord. But like, also like he is everything you need right here and now. And like, you don't have to like wait to be filled (laughs) by someone else or attain this status of no longer being single. I think it's just like, I just wish single didn't have such a like, I guess, bad connotation of like, oh yeah, I'm still single. Like if you're doing the Lord's work, you're doing the Lord's work, whether you're single, dating, engaged, married. I feel like I'm that like book author. What's his (laughs) name? I don't know. He wrote a book called Single. Ben Dating. Stewart. Yep. Thank you. Um, I still haven't read it. Maybe I should. I didn't but, read it. But. <laughs> none of us have read it. We all know it's a thing, though. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have to give that. But. Um, yeah. I, I think the reason, one of the reasons why there's such a stigma kind of about singleness or why people assume that it's kind of a lack is because that is totally the message that we get from the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like. When you're single, it's usually because someone broke up with you and you can mm. just listen to Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo um, and, fe- <laughs> and feel good about screaming at that person who left Absolutely. you empty. Yeah. Um, because or write songs about that. Hey. <laughs> hey, <now. laughs> um, and I love Taylor Swift and Olivia mm. Rodrigo. But like, um, and AXA. Anyway, but yeah, the world, like the world says like your identity is in who you love um Mm. and there is some truth to that because we are wired to not be independent people Mm. like we're we're Mm. wired to be dependent upon someone yeah um but if we're dependent on another person um that's really unstable Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be able to be faithful to us Mm. as often as we need um only one person can do that and that's the father who made us um and the true bridegroom um who has bought us with his blood um and his Mm. promise to come back for us which is really cool um but yeah but even the church i often see um looks a lot more like the world when they talk about marriage um and singleness than what the scripture says about it 
Yeah. Like his love is the only love that is consistent, unfailing, and fully satisfying. And Mm -hmm. I think we try and get those characteristics out of human people, which is impossible because we are like human, which means we cannot possibly be like a perfect form of love. Like his love is the only perfect form of love because like he is love. He was love at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the world. Like he formed the world in love, formed us in love. So like he is the perfect ultimate version of love and our version of it is just like counterfeit. Like it's yes, like we're made in the image of God. So that, I mean, that's the thing I've been thinking about. Like the only reason we even have like human love for each other is because we're created in the image of God and Mm. he created us in love. And so, so many times I'm like, yeah, I like, I love you, God, but like, I really, really like want like a human form of love, like Mm. to, and, and, then I thought about it and I was like, who am I to tell God? Like, I want a like lesser version of the love you created. Like that makes literally no sense. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And it is interesting, um, that like in the garden when everything is perfect before the fall, like God tells Adam that it isn't good for him to be alone. Like we do Mm -hmm. need other humans. Um, and the way that he provides for our needs is oftentimes, not only directly through himself, but through community. Mm. But marriage is not the only type of relationship Mm. out there. Um, And it is not the only type of intimate relationship Mm. where you really know and care about the welfare of the other person. Um, Friendship and family Mm. are also like that. Um, And there are so many opportunities for that, Um, whether you are single or in a relationship, Mm. um, like a romantic relationship, or married. And I think that's that's something dangerous that I've seen is married people and even dating people um get really isolated because mm-hmm. their only relationship mm-hmm. that they pour into is with the their significant person. other yeah. and yeah. then they don't have any other resources of people who know them and love them outside of that mm-hmm. person. So when things are hard because they will be because you're two humans yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm then they don't have anywhere to turn to no one who can give them wisdom, no one who can challenge them. Um, and we really need friendship, um, whether you're in a romantic relationship or not. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's, what's pushed by the church is like, find someone to date and to marry and then just check out and live your happy life, Mm -hmm. like with yourself and kind of like, once you do that, life will be perfect. And like, I feel like it's almost like you don't need to pour, like that's the ultimate goal. It feels like sometimes where it's like, the ultimate goal is Jesus and he can give you the gift of marriage or like mm-hmm. the gift of seamless or the gift of dating. And you can like experience him in different ways through that. Mm-hmm. Like um, just through like how you relate to people and just how you're able to like love people and just kind of like see a little picture of like him working in you and through you and like, and in through the other person, if you're in a relationship or like yeah. with your friends or family. Or, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like Tucker was saying, like the church is the biggest problem that i've seen with that i i won't say that no no the, no, no. The, church, the church is very flawed in that area mm. of like treating marriage like it is the end goal mm. and like you're lesser if you're not mm. yeah. um in a relationship or married by the age of like 30 mm. and like like i've seen they do young adult groups for single people and then by the time you eat you hit age like 30 it's all like couples and then maybe one single person, but it's like they expect you to be married 
once you hit 30, it's like, oh, well, what's wrong with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, we can talk about this now or later, but, like, God, you're not, like, God doesn't promise you a spouse. What are you doing? Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> <laughs> can we please keep that? We didn't have to, but <laughs> it's fine. I thought you were trying to Continue. whisper something to Gabby. I thought she was like, too. Oh, yeah. I was like, you could just say it in the microphone. Okay, go, um, go. You got it. Yeah, like God doesn't promise us a spouse, mm-hmm. and like we're not owed anything by God, yeah. and so if we act like just being satisfied in him is going to bring us a spouse. Like the church tends to say, Mm -hmm. or people in the church tend to say like that's entitlement from God that you're not Mm. like worthy of at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like almost like people like, I know I like in the past have been like, I've heard that before. Like everyone's like, once you like, you're finally like content in God, like that's when he's going to bring the person Mm -hmm. along. And so it almost kind of, twists and distorts like trying to be satisfied in god for the sake for of being yeah. satisfied yeah. in another person yeah. which is crazy because yeah. it's so like backwards yeah. um and so i've put so much pressure on myself before of like oh my gosh i need to be this like perfect form of like this person mm-hmm. to like in order to like get to this relationship and then like the lord has been like teaching me like hey like a relationship that I give you, it's going to be a gift. Like mm-hmm. it's not that you earned it or deserved it. Kind of just like Jesus. Like we didn't mm-hmm. deserve that at all, but like he gave it freely. And so like, I think I'm just kind of relearning like what is a gift. And like, if I can't earn it, then like, I'm just going to be thankful if it does come mm-hmm. for the person who gave it to me. Not that like I finally got it all together. And yeah. so now I have this thing and I think that's kind of the beautiful thing about it being a gift because I think I also often like in all honesty like before have seen people who like are in a relationship and I in the ugliness of my heart have been like well like they don't deserve that like they haven't read the bible as much as me or like been worshiping as much as I have which is like so gross of me and like Jesus I'm sorry um But it's the Lord has been telling me like, oh, so you think like you have to earn it, huh? And I'm like, Mm. oh, uh, I guess I do. I guess I do think that. (laughs) And so like he's just kind of like twisting my brain of like, hey, like it's a gift. And like you need to like stop like judging other people for like them receiving a gift (laughs) that I gave them. Like what the heck? Um, And so, yeah, that's something I'm working on, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like the church treats marriage as an idol um mm-hmm. kind of like the prosperity gospel come on. even come on. like if if you just do the right things uh-huh. um and check all the magic boxes mm. then god is obligated to give you what mm. you want which will mm. actually make you happy wow um my friend tanner has a great definition of idolatry he said that idolatry is seeking the benefits of a relationship with god without the relationship with god um because like that is what we were made for. Like we we yeah. are trying to satisfy the holes inside us, the 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 real desires that we have. Yeah. Um. But instead of going to the one who made us, mm-hmm. the only one who can fill those desires in healthy ways, um, we try and go apart from him and look to other things, things that he has made, created things to fill that mm-hmm. hole, and they they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just going to leave us feeling empty. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what the world 
think singleness is. So if we mm-hmm. think singleness is your relationships failing and you being left empty because no human is satisfying your needs, um, well, that's not what biblical singleness is at all. Biblical singleness, mm-hmm. singleness is a rich fullness where your needs are all met in the Lord mm-hmm. and in spiritual family that he has given you. Um, and whether, and, and then that, that should be the case for single people and married people. But yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're a single person, um, then you have advantages actually mm-hmm. that married people don't have, mm-hmm. um, because you have things that are different about your day-to-day life that open up doors and opportunities for you to be used for the kingdom of God in different ways than married people yeah. can, which is why both marriage and singleness are gifts according mm-hmm. to Paul. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say earlier is like, I think it's so interesting that the church pushes like marriage so hard when Paul is like, singleness is like low key better. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Jesus was single. Like yeah. you're, you're trying to be yeah. better than Jesus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause I think that's what, like me and Gabby have talked about before where like, I think we talk so much about the pros of marriage and the cons of singleness and not like Mm. both and for both Mm -hmm. because it's like marriage and dating is great because you can like show the love of God to other people and like experience like with your significant other and like experience that from them. But also like, you know, you're, you can't like go on like a lunch with like a girl alone or like, you know, same thing, like vice versa with a guy alone, like if you're in a relationship, but like if you're single, you could do that or like have those deeper conversations mm-hmm. with them. Cause you're like not more restricted in that sense, but it's like yours. You have to like check in with the other person and like make mm-hmm. sure it's okay with them and like kind of like have boundaries so that yeah. it doesn't look bad on you or on them or on God. And kind of like there's more, um, kind of like steps or like, I don't know, yeah there's just different pros things and cons. in place yeah, yeah 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 and i think even like f- more than boundaries like at least for me i know like i love meeting with people one-on-one like yeah. so much and like but it takes up time and mm-hmm. so like thinking about it i'm like if i was in a relationship i don't know if i'd be able to meet with all these people yeah. the way that i do mm-hmm. like and so i'm like okay i'm trusting that the lord is going to use that right now like even though yes i want this person like i need to look at the pros of like I'm able to have such great relationships and close relationships with so many of my friends and be able to sit and talk to them for four hours, you know, yeah. if I want mm-hmm. to, which is something I maybe couldn't do, you know, if I had a boyfriend. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of different pros like that. Tucker, do you have mm-hmm. like any more you wanted to add? Cause I know you're, I, I would love to, like, <laughs> um, because I, I'm heavily considering celibacy for my life. Um, which means like not, pursuing marriage at all. Um, and knowing that I will be single for my life, um, which is awesome. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure yet. I think, um, where I'm at right now is this is the path I'm pursuing until the Lord, um, convinces me to change it. Um, Mm -hmm. so the default plan is celibacy, um, unless he wants to step in. Um, but, um, with that in mind, like I've been able to think a lot about it and talk to some wise people who are, um, celibate. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's been really cool to see how singleness is a gift for the church Mm. Um, because people who are single um, have so much freedom to use their time, resources, um, and energy for the kingdom of God in ways that married people and people um, with biological families are limited. 
um, because you are primarily responsible for caring for your spouse and your kids um, and anyone else who might be living in your household. But if you are a single person who is not tied to biological family, it gives you more opportunities to use those resources and time and energy to pour into spiritual family. Um, and if we look at the teachings of the New Testament, especially the words of Jesus, Jesus makes it pretty clear that spiritual family is even more important mm. than biological family. Mm. Um, when Jesus's mother and brothers show up mm. um, and try and interrupt his teaching, mm. um, he kind of ignores them and says that the, the one who follows me is my brother and mother and sisters. Mm. And um, he, Jesus tells people to leave their homes and their careers and their families to follow him. Um, and he said that they will be rewarded with a hundredfold in this lifetime of brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers in the church, but also eternal life and life to come. Yeah. Um, so spiritual family is really important. Um, and a lot of the callings of the church is to care for one another mm-hmm. as a family. Well, and if I am a single person, it means that I can travel across the country um, and spend a couple of weeks with my friend who's really sick and help take care of his mm-hmm. wife and kids. Or um, I can help take care of the widows and orphans in my church community yeah. um, who might not have biological family to step in there. Um, I can help disciple um, men who do not have strong father figures mm-hmm. or spiritual fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, I can very much have a family, yeah. even if they're not a biological family that I live with. Um, and that's a blessing to the church. Yeah. Um, because we, every, every biological family has holes. Every marriage is going to have holes. Um, no single person can meet all of our needs. And so we need friends in the church to help step in and meet those needs. And single people have so much more bandwidth to do that. Mm. Um, which is such a blessing, not just for them, but for the whole church, which is really cool. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's not hard Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is hard, um, because you do, you, you are not promised a covenant with another human being mm-hmm. who will never leave you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does require you to trust the Lord a little bit more, that he yeah. will provide spiritual family for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because people are going to be broken yeah. and not meet your needs all the time. Yeah. And um, your married friends will sometimes focus just on their biological family to the neglect of their spiritual family. And mm-hmm. um, it's hard if there's no one whose responsibility is to be there for you. Yeah. Um, but it is worth it because we know that the Lord is taking care of us. Yeah. Um, and he is the best father that we could have. He is mm-hmm. the best friend we could have. Yeah. Um, and he is the ultimate bridegroom, um, that we are promised an eternity with. Um, and the day is coming where we will be with him forever yeah. and ever and ever in covenant relationship. Um, and we will be with our brothers and sisters forever and ever. Um, But we are in a period of already and not yet where Mm. the Lord has been faithful to fulfill his promises. And yet there are more promises that are coming. Um, And we've been given the deposit of the Holy Spirit. We have the presence of God with us to meet our needs. Um, And at the same time, we have a deep yearning because we don't see him face to face yet. And we Mm. want we want more of him um, and we don't have it yet. Um, But that is coming. And so even in the days where it is hard. Um, and it can be lonely. Um, we can hope in the return of the King, um, the return of our bridegroom, um, that we will be united with forever and ever and ever. Yeah. That's so good. And I think like going off of like that, he is like the only thing 
that can like truly satisfy. I just want to, I literally want to bring up the scripture because mm-hmm. I literally had not read this in my entire life until like three weeks ago when the Lord was like, yeah, look at this person. Um, so in Luke 3, a bit of context. Oh no, it's Luke 2, sorry. So this is right around the time of like the birth of Jesus. Um, Jesus has just been born and after he's born, he has to be presented in the temple to kind of go through all of the like purification offerings and like things in the law of Moses. Um, and while they were like in the temple, um, doing all of these things, um, they talk about, um, this prophet, her name's Anna and, um, a little bit of her backstory, um, it says in verse 36, um, her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. A widow until the age of 84, and she never left the temple. And I feel like that's just such a beautiful picture of like, could we be people that like never want to leave the presence of God and like trust that he is enough to fill that, um, fill that void that we feel and like the emptiness that we feel sometimes and kind of like in those moments where we feel extremely broken and extremely empty because I have been there, believe me, of just like opening up the possibility of like, Lord, like, could you fill me in these empty spaces? Because like, believe me, like whoever's listening, like he wants to fill your empty spaces, like where you are longing, where you are hurting, where you are broken. And like, he has the ability to fill those empty spaces. Um, and I think it's just like, there's a part of it where it's just, you have to be like honest with him and just say, you know, Hey God, like I really want to just be satisfied by you, but I'm still struggling. Um, so could you just give me more of your presence? And I feel like this scripture is just a beautiful picture of that. Like, I'm sure she experienced heartbreak of like her husband dying and like wanting that person back, but she was committed to going into the presence of the Lord day after day. And I think like, that's just what I want to try and do is like in the moments where I'm feeling really lonely and like something that the Lord has been telling me is like, you don't have to like wait until you have like a boyfriend or a person to like, I don't know, like do fun things. If that makes sense. Like this summer I was feeling at a really low point and I honestly, like a mentor was like, why don't you just like take yourself like on a date, but like Like imagine Jesus meeting you there, which I know sounds kind of like nerdy and like a little embarrassing, but like literally like this experience where like I just went to this like big open field, one of my favorite places ever and just like met with the Lord there and just like talked and prayed. And like you would think that that would maybe feel like lonely because I'm like I'm literally in like an empty field alone, but like was like the most warmth I've ever felt, like the most felt I've ever felt because I was like, hey, like. I'm single. I'm lonely. It was at a point in my life where like I didn't have like too many people like in town. And so I was just like feeling a little empty. Um, and, but it's just like a beautiful picture of like, Hey, like Lord, like I am trusting that you can fill my empty spaces. And like, he will, like if we ask for his presence, like he will give us his presence and like meet us and like show up. Um, but we have to like, ask for it and be honest but he's faithful to to come through yeah it's really cool um that you read that scripture and that you mentioned that too because it's not just adults who are celibate who are single like all of us are single because none of us are married like even if you're in a dating relationship like you're still a single Hmm. person like until 
like you are married, um, like you dating, dating is a weird thing because in our culture, yeah. it's like a, you're bridging both worlds a little bit, mm-hmm. but like you, you still are a single person. Um, you're not covenantally like, yes, right. Hooked to someone yeah. else yet. Um, and so like the default is singleness when we're born, like you live most of your life single, um, until you get married if you do. Um, but then like, there's a good chance that both spouses will not die at the same time. So one of mm. you will probably outlive the other. Um, and it could be like for Anna, they, you could be out living your spouse for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you do get married, um, or there's a, there's a variety of reasons why someone might be single, why a Christian might be single. Um, and in all of them, we have this opportunity to use our, our, our freedom of time and energy and resources yeah. for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, because we don't get very long on this planet. Yeah. Um, and we have an eternity promised of rest to enjoy the Lord and the church and all the gifts he's given us. Um, but this lifetime is short um, and there are wonderful moments of rest, but like we also are on a mission right now mm-hmm. um, and it is not worth wasting our singleness because we have so many opportunities to be fruitful yeah. right now, um, to spend hours laboring in the fields for the yeah. Lord um, in ways that we might not be able to do as much um, if we are in a covenantal relationship and have kids and have to drive yeah. to soccer practice and make dinner and all of those things. Yeah. Um, so we have time now um, that we should not waste. Yeah. Um, and this is where young people can be hugely beneficial for the church too. Um because teenagers and young adults are almost all single. Um, and we have not a lot of resources, but we have a lot of time and a lot of energy, um, and not as many responsibilities as the adults in our lives do. Um, and so we have opportunities, um, to serve one another, um, and serve older believers and serve younger believers, Mm -hmm. um, and evangelize and reach the lost, um, which is huge. And we should Mm -hmm. take advantage of that now. Hey guys, editing Jake here. Um, we were having a really good conversation with Tucker and Axa, but it went a little long, so we decided to split it up into two episodes. So come back in a couple weeks to listen to part two. See ya. See ya.